the experience when i first was able to see the first hologram on the device itself i was really really mind blown i could not sleep for the next 2 3 days only thinking about the use cases the implementations that could do on this it was not just that but the quality that we had been able to achieve we personally believe it's about 6 times better holographic quality as compared to any other leading company within the market hello everyone and that is my guest pankaj rao he is the co-founder and ceo of agilelens agilelens designs and manufactures ai powered mixed reality glasses for defense education and enterprise customers so in this exciting episode he talks about how it all got started by being inspired by watching james bond movies they talks about how the product helps the indian armed forces and talks about design and development challenges talks about the vc funding future trends and opportunities uh, gives his thoughts on the ar and vr startup community in india and thoughts on google glasses 10 years on uh, dealing with the competition and finally he talks about leaving india at the age of 17 to go study in london uh, meeting his co-founders at google startup weekend and seeing his first hologram and being inside a tank and much much more so please join the show thank you Hello Pankaj, uh, thank you for coming on the show today. Hi Neil. Please tell us this is what you're building. Hi everyone, I'm Pankaj Raut. I'm the co-founder of a company called Ashna Lens, essentially mm-hmm. make augmented reality, virtual reality and mixed reality devices. Essentially these are smart glasses, majorly for the defense use cases. Now we are getting into the enterprise use cases and then into the uh, education use case as well. When did you start and how are things going? We started in November 2014. Uh, it was an interesting year to start back then when we started AR VR MR was essentially very very new uh, very few people within multiple ecosystems we were speaking to knew about it so far over the last few years to answer your question where we are right now we are primarily working with the defense so we work with the indian army navy drdo that's where majority of our devices are implemented now we are on a path wherein we are launching few products for the enterprise use case within the next 6 uh, 3 to 6 months awesome sounds exciting um how did you come up with the idea then what what was the light bulb moment <laughs> so i was always interested so with other two co-founders so abhijit patil and abhishek tomar uh, we started this journey about uh, in 2014 mm. all the three co-founders us were always interested in technology and how we can have positive impact on society uh, that's in we were exploring okay we as human beings have used various tools to evolve what is the tool that has the highest impact on society and that's when we three came to a common point that yes computers are one of those tools that are highest impact on the society uh, right from the speed at which the society improved the civilization moved to the direction of the civilization as well uh computers themselves have evolved from mainframes to desktops to laptops to mobile phone where we are doing majority of your half hour computing uh, we recognize that ar vr mr is the next computing platform and because of our common vision to have a positive impact on society we thought why not have a impact on the tool itself such that we can have a positive impact on the society so that was the light bulb moment uh, when we started this mm-hmm. journey cool and what did what did the first prototype look like and how, how did you go about building it <laughs> the first prototype was very very huge bulky it was like a monster 2 kg thing that you put on your head a lot of wires coming around it some displays mirrors something that you would never think that a person would wear on his head that was how it was looking like back then hmm. and over the journey we've been able to reduce it to a very very small fan factor where in right now they are almost like your normal spectacles or thick thick version of your spectacles mm. right now yeah cool talk about the products that you built now then what do they actually do 
So in defiance, I'll give a broad uh, overview. It can be used to either upgrade uh, vehicles. To give an example, it could be when you're on a tank, uh, when you're on a battlefield, tank is one of the most uh, secure system there, but is one of the most uh, powerful system on a battlefield. But one of the biggest weakness of a tank is the situational awareness. You don't really have an understanding of what, how are things outside the tank because you have a very small periscopic view. We were working with the Ministry of Defense, we were working with the Indian Army. That's when we recognized this problem and we proposed a solution to set up cameras all around the tank, stitch a 360 image and then stream it wirelessly or through the glasses to the person sitting inside the tank. So, so when you're wearing these glasses inside the tank, it is as if you're seeing through the tank. Ah, right. It is giving, it is making one of the biggest weaknesses of the tank, uh, strength of this tank as well. So that's one of the use case. Second use case could be to upgrade uh, weapon systems. So India has a lot of these weapons, uh, which are which are electromechanical system, wherein using AR, uh, they could become a digital system combined working with radars and other system. It could be uh, the AR display works as a heads up display like Iron Man. It can guide you where to shoot, how to shoot. So it gives another advantages uh, on field there and third is you could upgrade uh, soldiers so from training to on-field application it could be used ar glasses could be used what kind of feedback have you got from the indian defense they really liked it one of the biggest feedback we've got from this is there was a requirement for a technology like this and that to coming from within india make in india has been something which they were looking for for quite a bit of time mm. right now within india being this moment of making things within india they're really loving the products mm. so, so so did you contact them or did they come to you? This was out of luck. So we were at one of those events wherein uh, we met some military guys and we never knew that uh, defense would be someone who would be interested into this uh, kind of technology wherein we did meet some army people and we were sharing what we could do with this technology. And that's when uh, they found it quite useful with one of the problem statements that they had. The engagement started then and that's when we recognized even before the enterprise or consumer use case, defense is the one where a lot of problem statements could be solved. So we started uh, working with the defense. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. Oh, is this going to go live then? Or is it still in the testing process? No, so our defense uh, use cases are live completely. So we've been generating majority of our revenue through the defense implementation. Mm-hmm. Now we are moving to a phase wherein we'll be moving towards the enterprise use cases. Mm-hmm. How, how does that make you feel then? It's actually gone live. <laughs> I'm quite happy, quite proud uh, because uh, within the AR VR ecosystem, there are a lot of challenges. One of the biggest challenges is technology is not at a point where is everything is very, very functional or even the price point is not uh, very, very ideal for the end customer. Uh, but we've been able to solve both of these challenges. Uh, I'm quite happy of mm-hmm. what we've been able to achieve so far, picking up this technology and implementing it on ground. Did you actually have to go inside a tank yourself? Uh, yes. What was <laughs> the that like? Team members had to. Yeah, that was a completely different experience. Now, from not seeing a physical tank to actually being inside a tank, testing our system there was a big, big learning curve. Quite different what you expect from outside and once you get into the tank, the challenges, the space we have within the tank. Uh, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of the des- design challenges, then uh, obviously it uses eye gestures and things like that. I'm, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? 
okay so designing devices yes it's a challenge because now you have to make something that people are going to wear for a long period of time mm. so not just uh, trying to make the electronics as small as possible may but there is other challenge of it being looking good as well so figuring out the right aesthetics how do you fit everything together uh, this still is a big challenge i think within the last uh, year or so we have been able to crack that challenge uh, quite a bit with the new asna x glasses coming up but i personally believe it's another 3 to 4 years before um, it becomes like a consumer mass market adoption kind of a thing mm-hmm. it must it must be quite a weird experience for them to use it for the first time then yes 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 any motion sickness or anything like that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I can give you an example of the recent device the Asna X the experience when I first was able to see the first hologram on the device itself I was really really mind blown I could not sleep for the next 2 3 days only thinking about the use cases the implementations that could do on this it was not just that but the quality that we had been able to achieve we personally believe it's about 6 times better holographic quality as compared to any other leading company within the market being able to achieve this in a very very small small uh, team size very very limited fund <laughs> i was very excited that that experience that next 2 to 3 days just day and night just thinking about the use cases what we we have in our hand uh, was a really exciting thing for yeah sounds exciting what, what kind of skills do you need to get into vr ar for anyone who wants to get into ar vr development i think one of the biggest fundamental requirement is understanding the 3d models 3d assets so he needs to have understanding of cad softwares second could be understanding of the game engines in which majority of the applications are created so currently in market two leading game engines are the unity 3d and unreal engine so if any one of this you guys um, start off with uh, that would be an ideal place to get within the ar vr space unity 3d is more easier as compared to unreal because the learning curve is quite steep within unreal while unity 3d is more drag and drop i think that i would recommend for any starter so so in terms of the what you're building what kind of software are you writing it in and what kind of hardware are you using it so because we are making the hardware ourselves we are custom developing every part within the hardware mm. for the software we need to develop our own sdks uh so from writing the os layer to creating sdks is completely done in house and this sdks we have started developing for unity first uh, because that is majority of the developers are using unity and it is a lot easier to develop for unity as compared to unreal so we started with that uh and now we are slowly moving towards unreal sdks because mm-hmm. obviously you started this in 2014 so you must have been you know one of probably one of the first guys making this headset from india yes yeah, so i i remember when we went to investors when we went to potential customers uh, with just the idea the thought on some minimum uh, Uh, mvp product uh, everybody was quite confused how do you see holograms into the real world what is the use case of hologram like this um this is probably not the next computing platform was the kind of reaction that we were getting because there were not a lot of videos there was not a lot of content available on internet or anywhere it was very very hard to even make people understand what hologram might look like 
let alone the use cases of this mm. so it was very very challenging back now back then but now because of so many things happening with ar core ar kit with apple and google's of the world coming up with ar on their mobile phones it's become easier now people are open to or know what holograms are what ar content is what the potential applications of stuff like this could be yeah what what, what keep going then because obviously it must have been quite quite depressing get rejected all the time <laughs> Yes that's uh, that was one of the biggest uh, challenges that we had faced uh, being within the indian ecosystem specifically within the investment ecosystem within india uh, it is not pro hardware and secondly it is not pro anything which is very very cutting edge the use cases of which are not very very clearly defined plus being a new technology which not many people really understood we did face a lot of challenges that's when what we did is we three co-founders had multiple other skill sets mm. in 3d printing 3d scanning we started using those expertise to generate revenue so that we can keep ourselves afloat for the first year or two uh, before we got our first initial funding then we had uh, the challenge of how do we incline towards our own vision of creating the next computing platform that's when we met the defense guys and we saw okay this is the place where we could generate our early revenues and uh, we got into this so when you were pitching to vcs how were you selling it then we were not pitching uh, we were not pitching to vcs back then we were pitching to angel investors ah, okay. because vcs you would probably need to have that was our thought you would need to have at least some mvp you would need to have at least much clarity about the fund where would you generate revenue for how what, what is your future forecast and stuff like that so we started reaching out to angel investors uh, back then Mm-hmm. And you said you were so so excited about seeing the first holograms. There must be so many opportunities in terms of mm-hmm. like gaming, uh, real estate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How, mm-hmm. how how do you sort of like go about coming up with ideas? Because there's so many ideas you could do. You can't do every single one. Yes, yes, that's one of the biggest challenges within the AR, VR, or XR ecosystem in general. So there are a lot of potential use cases uh, of the technology. in terms of how do we sort is we have created something or which we internally explore is called a delta value what is the impact of the implementation to the end user is it a huge huge impact that is able to save him cost time or errors or is it generating revenue for him so based on that delta values we choose some of the specific use cases because someone or a enterprise or someone would pay for a solution only if it is solving a big enough problem for him either it is saving him money either it is saving him time either it is saving him reducing the errors or it generating revenue so we classify uh, all of these use cases within all within this bracket figure out where the delta is the highest and then start approaching those use cases mm-hmm. interesting stuff uh, in terms of future trends then uh 5 to 10 years time what what's going to happen i think the vision of this being the next computing platform will over the next 10 years will become a reality you would see more and more people at least the early adopters a large section of early adopters wearing this glasses on a daily basis moving around doing a lot of their computing using the ar glasses will be a public sight uh over the next 5 years will be i think when apples and googles of the world will release their first consumer edition of the glasses 
and over the next three years, I think the enterprise use cases of these glasses will pick up heavily. Because mm. I remember Google Glasses, and that's that seemed to fail, yeah. uh, despite uh, being backed by Google. Um, what what are your thoughts on that? Why do why do you think was it just too early? You think? Could be yes. That is one other thing. It could. It was very early. Secondly, it was just more of a heads up display with just 2D information which was displayed, the delta value of which was very, very less. You don't really need to have time or direction details real time 24-7 in front of you, right? It was not adding a lot of value to the end consumer's use case because it was just a single small 2D display. What they are doing with the new Google Glasses, uh, the next version of those glasses is quite helpful within the enterprise space. I think that will start picking up as well. But isn't that a threat to your what you're doing then? Yes, but then uh, if you think about it, there are so many smartphone manufacturers in the market, so many computer manufacturers in the market. The market itself will become so huge. There will be place for all players within the market, a large number of players within the market. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the headsets. Uh, what, what will they look like in the future then? <laughs> yes, they will be very, very small, almost like your everyday glass. That is the form factor that they will take on. With the 5G, where you'll do majority of your computing within the cloud, and then wireless charging so that uh, the glasses could be charged even if you're wearing them. Mm. What, what excites you most about what you're doing then? The future itself, the ability to upgrade your physical world with digital content is something which excites me quite a bit. I've always been fascinated by Bond movies, futuristic <laughs> tech, mm. me playing a role however small or large within that space really excites me right now. Mm. Mm. Oh, good stuff. I suppose well, there's people here who spot maybe mm-hmm. resistance or reluctant to use you know, mm-hmm. VR and AR. Um, mm-hmm. what, you know, what do you say? What, what, how can we sort of reduce their resistance? So VR is picking up quite a bit right now in mm. the market one because of the price point, the price point that uh, the Facebook has been able to get the right price point. So there's a lot of use case of VR there. With AR, uh, the challenge is the price point of the devices. Um, currently, it's quite expensive. So until we get the price points right, the adoption, I think, will not be as much within the consumer space. But I think with enterprise, the price point is coming somewhere where they can really afford it and they can see their ROI within three to six months, the pickup will start in the, by the mid of this year. Mm, so. uh, let's talk about you and uh, your background. So I've, I'm from a very small town called Sangli within, uh, within Maharashtra, within India. And I was always, like, as I said, I was very fascinated by Bond movies. I used to look at the technologies there and try to make those technologies at home. What did you make? I saw in Bond movies that they had laser systems wherein if you cross the laser, then an alarm would ring. So I used to make applications like this. I used to make button locking systems and stuff like that. So since early childhood, there was an interest in technology. The other interest that I had was uh, human beings. why human beings do some specific things and not some other things. Mm. So these two things has always been driving me. So after my 11th and 12th standard, I wanted to get into the technology space. I wanted to study mechanical, electronics, robotics all combined. Mm. Couldn't find find anything within India. 
I was just looking up online and that's when I figured out there are some universities in UK doing a course called mechatronics engineering. Mm-hmm. But uh, coming from OK to do family, one of the biggest challenges was the cost, the fees for this uh, courses. Mm-hmm. So I thought what I could do such that I probably get an admission. So what I did was I took photos of the work that I had done, did some note write up on all of them and randomly sent it to the admissions email address at all of these universities through someone's cell. And uh, fortunately, I did get some bit of scholarship for which. So that's when I went to UK, studied mechatronics engineering at London South Bank University. I was the youngest one in the class hmm. because I was just 17. Hmm. But to support myself, I started uh, doing odd even jobs as a waiter, barista, bartender, doing a lot of other jobs that gave me insight into human consciousness, human beings, which was something I was interesting and my formal interested in and the formal education of mechatronics gave me uh, understanding of uh, the technology space. So after doing that, I started working there part-time at... Uh, um, at an engineering firm there, post which I did set up one of the Europe's and Asia's best 3D scanning system, which was used by a lot of companies there for a company I was working. Uh, decided when I set it up, a lo- it created a lot of employment. It created a lot of revenue generation for the company I created it for. Hmm. So I decided that uh, I've done a lot of value addition in UK, I wanted to do a lot of value addition for India, mm. wanted to do something for India. So decided to come back to India. Uh, that is wherein I did meet the other two co-founders, uh, recognize that ARVR is the next computing platform and started this company. Mm. Oh, great journey. In India at 17, what was that like? <laughs> uh, was very, very scary. <laughs> I had no idea, uh, coming from a small town, even English was not something which I was quite comfortable with, uh, not something as good as I think it is right now. So it was completely new, but uh, the ability to do what I like in terms of technology, that kept me pulling there. So I was quite confident, quite scared as well at the same time to go to UK. <laughs> cool. And obviously you came back to India. Um, in, in terms of the AR and VR community yeah. in India, uh, what is that mm-hmm. like? So AR com- VR community within India is picking up right now. There are a lot of associations that are coming up. If you ask me three to four years back, it was not as much as it is right now. Uh, but it is still uh, into separate, separate zone. It is still secluded. It's still isolated. 2020 has been a major challenge for yeah. the ARPR ecosystem. I think 2021 or early 2022, um, the ecosystem within India will also pick up quite a bit. What, what needs to sort of change or speed things up, you think, in the community? More awareness needs to be picked up, which I think with a lot of these companies coming in this space, this will be done over the next three, six to eight months. But awareness is something which is currently lacking within the ecosystem. I suppose when it comes to building a VR startup, uh, you know, what, what are the common mistakes you think? If you just generalize it to hardware startup, uh, what are the common mistakes someone could make when starting with a hardware startup is one thinking it it is easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also felt that this is something can be done. But yes, there are a lot of challenges that you would have to go to create a hardware startup. Uh, secondly is getting the pricing right that is one of the challenges for the hardware startups to figure out uh, specifically within indian ecosystem where everybody is used to now saas model and software based uh, pricing the hardware pricing is another uh, giant in itself 
that needs to be sorted out well. And talk about your co-founders. How did you guys meet? Me, Abhishek and Abhijit, we met at an event inside IIT Bombay called Google Startup Weekend. Oh, right. Okay. Within yeah. the weekend. That's a hackathon, yeah. right? Yeah. We would have, yes, like a hackathon. We would have to think, figure out a problem statement, ideate a solution for it, do market research, mm. create a business model around it. The synergies of all three of us met really well and that's how the journey started. Uh, it was more of a 3D scanning, 3D printing kind of a use case uh, mm. that we had developed then, uh, which uh, essentially, if you extend it, went into the AR ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give you a brief background about the other yeah. co-founders, Abhijit Patel is an IIT Bombay alumnus who's done production engineering there. So he's the guy who is a really expert within the operations, the uh, manufacturing, the hardware side of it. He has worked on production lines with Tata Motors, CBS Motors. He has worked on projects with Ramos Missile. He has been recognized uh, within India by APJ Abdul Kalam sir. Uh, for the technology that he has developed. He has developed a technology wherein you 3D scan a person's mandible, that is lower jaw, a lower jaw, mm. uh, print a titanium replacement and replace it. Multiple searches have been happening within India for that, which were very, very successful. So as a strong background in the hardware, the operations, the manufacturing space, while the other co-founder, Abhishek Tomar, he has been... Uh, computer science, uh, he has been always interested in technology since early childhood. So he's the guy who can program or you can do coding for 24 hours mm-hmm. a day. And yeah. we've seen him do that multiple times over our journey as well. It was at Red Chili's, wherein he was leading a team of around 200, 300 people for various projects. Uh, if you think about VFX, is essentially a augmented reality which is done in post-production right so that brings in a lot of insight his experience has created a lot of ip patents uh for for the previous company he was working for as well uh, but what were your first impressions of your co-founders then because obviously you met you didn't you didn't know each other at startup weekend and after 24 hours you're like best mates so i think so <laughs> yeah uh, because the synergies met really well it's uh very hard we getting a lot of experience, uh, meeting a lot of people within London, you recognize that uh, meeting with the right people with right synergies is very, very hard. And when you are start doing a startup with someone, it is almost like you're marrying them. And that is wherein I feel I'm very fortunate enough to meet both of these guys at this event because the synergies are very, very strong. I've seen a lot of other startups who started with us, but because of co-founder issues, many of these companies shut down. There, because as a startup, you face a lot of challenges. Mm. Even if all everybody has different perspectives, different views on solving a challenge, uh, all of them recognizing this is for the common good of company and coming to a single point, keeping their egos aside is a very, very rare thing. And this is something which we've been able to crack uh, uh, so far, we've been sustaining because of that. Yeah, it's been good. Been good. Um, di- but you must have had some sort of arguments, though. So you must have mm-hmm. not well, not arguments, but like different, different, uh, different opinions. How, how did you resolve yeah. that? <laughs> so the common point with all of us, even if we are having argument, all of us basically understand that the solution has to be for the betterment of the company, betterment of the product that we are building. So that is wherein the first line of defense for the ego is to 
not think from an individual perspective from the company's perspective so that is where in any solution let's say three of us have three different solutions for the same problem we try to then figure out which solution works best for the company instead of just figuring out uh, whose solution is better exactly so how big do you want to go with this company then um the vision for the company is globally a lot of people are wearing this glasses mm. uh, anyone who is wearing the glasses is really transformed in terms of it is having a positive impact on his life whether it be his personal life whether it be his work life we want to really go global as in terms of uh, like how smartphone companies are right now common general people are using them on a daily basis we want to be asna lens glasses that general public is using on a daily basis mm. and, and yeah you called it an angina lens uh, where does the name come from so asna if you think about it or if you explore within the indian mythologies is connected to your third eye mm-hmm. so if when you activate your third eye you see things beyond your visual perception or beyond the things that you would see with your normal eyes so wearing asna lens goggles is like giving you an ability to see things beyond your visual perception so we named the company asna lens mm-hmm. nice nice name that uh, last few questions then um what what advice would you give to people who are interested in doing a startup they've got they've got an idea and they want to take it to the next step got it i think uh, for them my advice would be to take two steps back one thing why do they want to get into a startup mode why do they really want to start if what is there why we for getting into the startup because uh, if it is their why is to uh, not have a boss then that's a wrong place to get into a startup if their why is to earn money really quickly within a short period of time then that is the wrong why to get into a startup because even as a startup you are working for your team members you are working for the customers you are working for the investors you are working for the product uh, the amount of work that goes in is really high if you are really passionate about having a change or you are really passionate about solving a problem then only it is a good idea to get into a startup but let's say if you want to have something of your own let's say you want to have the ability to do things as and when you want then probably get into freelancing or whether get into something else instead of getting into the startup so that's i think the number one advice i would give you to first recognize what is their why for getting into the startup yeah uh, has anyone helped you on your journey uh, yes we've got a lot of mentors who've helped us in this journey to give you an example japan vyas who is the co-founder of one of the largest uh, venture funds uh, within india mm. he's been helping us mentoring us in this journey uh, we've been lucky enough to be graced by a lot of other mentors uh, who have helped us in this journey as well mm. so it's in terms of fi- raising finance then what does the vc company want from you then have they told you like this is the target we need from you in the next 3 years i think it's a general uh, requirement that the majority of vcs have is the one that we've been asked as well recurring revenue business model wherein we've been able to generate some of this revenue and then the, they would invest into a growth stage mm. instead of product market fit discovery kind of a stage mm. how, how fast are you growing now then we are going quite fast mm. in terms of the number of customers that we've been able to achieve that is growing quite a bit fast we don't have exact numbers in terms of not cal- calculating it that way so what's the best advice you re- you've received 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tough one. I think the best advice, and this is a very very simple advice which I've received, which I've really understood the value of it uh, only recently, is to be very very focused, to be very very narrow, uh, in terms of uh, the action plan, the activities we are going at. It makes logically makes sense to become very very narrow, go in a very very small direction, and completely focus your energy there. But uh, there are so many. Good opportunity that comes up, you are not able to say no. So I think this is an advice which has really impacted our startup, our journey over the last few years. Awesome stuff. Uh, what what's been the best day so far? The first time I saw hologram on Asnax device, I think that has been really, really an amazing day for me. What was it like? Describe the hologram. <laughs> so it was a it was a engine model 3D model that I was seeing, yeah. and so far we've been with Tazna X because we've seen the development from scratch to getting just the display working, then getting the cameras working to just mimic just mimicking the screen on the phone to the glasses. Uh, we've so far always seen 2D images, 2D things. Seeing a first 3D hologram was a completely different. Experience. Wow, amazing. So, yeah, you you mentioned three D printing before. That was going to be the you know the big thing. Does, uh-huh. Doesn't seem to be the big thing now. I may be wrong, but you know what 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 are your thoughts on that? Three uh, D printing has a lot of potential, a lot of end use cases, but I believe it's still another four to five years before it goes into a place where it's been used globally by a lot of uh, companies or people worldwide on a large scale did you go to some sort of aero fair yeah we had an aero expo which happened recently which is a yeah what was that uh, like? very it was an amazing experience we met like the senior people within the ministry of defense even the defense minister uh, tried on our glasses hmm. uh, really appreciated what we've been able to achieve because we are uh, funded for a project by ministry of defense and that was something that we were showing there. So that was quite an amazing experience there. Mm-hmm. Awesome stuff. Okay, uh, and what, what do you think is the main qualities entrepreneurs should have? Persistence, I think, is a big quality that entrepreneurs should have because there are a lot of challenges, there are a lot of no's one would face in this journey. But then having the ability to persist even in front of so much negativity uh, is an important quality to have. Brilliant. And last question, for people who want more information on you and the company, uh, what must they do? They must visit our website, www.ajnalens.com. So it is A-J-N-A-L-E-N-S.com. So on our website, they will be given the right direction to get in touch with anyone. Pankaj, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Neil. Nice talking to you, man. And, and nice talking to you, mate. Wish you all the best. Thanks to Pankaj for coming on the show today. Uh, much appreciated. And for more information, go to edgingalliance.com. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Indian Stop Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And once again, thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, if you'd like to come on the show, email hello at theoval.co and let's connect on Twitter at IndianStopShow or you can go to facebook.com forward slash Show. Thank you and goodbye.